Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. Well, hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. It's Freedom Friday. It's December 14th, 2018. Oh, my gosh. You sound so excited, Miss Kapow. I'm excited. I know you're excited. I know why. Why? Because we are doing another giveaway. Yeah. You hear the applause? Sounds more like swooshing. It's swooshing, but people are happy. The studio oh. audience is thrilled. They're ecstatic. It's stellar. Another giveaway. We are giving away on Amazon.com Eyes to See Unseen Enemies. Now, this is a book we wrote about the state of the church. It's the foundational state of churchianity, my friends. Unfortunately, And we wrote it out of love because we're trying to warn people that the enemy around you may not be the enemy you think it is because you don't see it, but it's right there sitting next to you in the pew. There's some weird stuff in this book. It's all true. Stuff really happened to us. Um, It's good. So, but once again, like our other books, we don't just leave you hanging. There's a training manual in there. Mm -hmm. We mixed, um, there was a book we wrote called A Dollicide. Mm-hmm. about killing idols, about getting rid of the idols in your life that we combined with this book in the paperback. So anyway, it's good. And we're giving away, we're giving away two copies on Amazon, free giveaway. We're paying the shipping, the tax, the everything sponsored by the Power Radio Show. So if you're an Amazon member, get on there, click on it, and you just might uh, win because we were successful last time. We gave away four Demons in Our Marriage Bed books. Uh, over like two or three days. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So, All hey, right. why not? Why, you know, I, we don't carry these books in the trunk of our car to hand out to people. So might as well just go through Amazon and let them do the shipping and all that stuff, right? Right. So that's why we're excited. Now, Ms. Capel, what? we uh, are going uh, to uh, entitle uh. this show. You're going to love this because these people we're going to talk about these these post human people we're going to talk about they used to be humans mm-hmm. but now they're devils in flesh suits mm-hmm. i am not being mean i'm just telling it the way it is this is the way it is there's there's a time of repentance and there's a time of using your will to understand where you're at in life and to accept the savior yes And then there is a time where you've rejected all of that and have accepted the spirit of Antichrist Mm -hmm. and have become a devil. The people we're talking about today are devils. And so I'm entitling the show Post-Traumatic Satanic Disorder 
PTSD. Because all these people we're going to talk about are suffering from post-traumatic satanic disorder. They all have PTSD. That's right. They all have satanic disorder. They're traumatized in their spirit and in their psyche and in their soul to the point of eternal death. Mm. That's right. I said it. I said it. You said it. said it, Ms. Kapow. You said it. So here we go. You have a word from the Lord, don't you? I have scriptures. Well. And let me. uh, That's from the Lord. Well, yeah. Okay. Because our theme is witchcraft. Yep. Revelation 21.8 says, Cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt murderers, the immoral, and those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. And this is the second death. Galatians 5.19 says, Now the actions of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, rivalry, Jealousy, outbursts of anger, quarrels, conflicts, factions, envy, murder, drunkenness, wild partying, and things like that. I am telling you now, as I have told you in the past, that people who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Micah 5 says, I will tear down your walls and demolish your defenses. I will put an end to all witchcraft, and there will be no more fortune tellers. Micah 3.7, seers will be put to shame. Those who practice witchcraft will be disgraced. All of them will cover their faces because God won't answer them. And of course, First Samuel 15 says rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Uh, Leviticus 19, do not eat meat that has not been drained of its blood and do not practice fortune telling or witchcraft. Deuteronomy 18 says, for example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering and do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft, or cast spells, or function as mediums or psychics, or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. It is because the other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. But you must be blameless before the Lord your God. Revelation 18, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all the nations deceived. And then the last one I have is Isaiah 47. Now use your magical charms. Use the spells you have worked at all these years. Maybe they will do some good. Maybe they can make someone afraid of you. All the advice you receive has made you tired. Where are all your astrologers, those stargazers who make predictions each month? Let them stand up and save you from what the future holds. But they are like straw burning in a fire. They cannot save themselves from the flame. You will get no help from them at all. Their hearth is no place to sit for warmth. And that last one really shows you that they suffer from post-traumatic satanic disorder. Mm -hmm. There's no saving them. There's no help. It's not coming. They're screwed because they sold out to the God of this world for a temporary fix. It's just like a drug or getting a like on Facebook. It's a little dopamine rush Mm -hmm. for a mere, if you're lucky for a mere 75, maybe 80 years, you know, most um, people that sell out end up going before then. And, um, you know, 
<laughs> even if you go to, even if you go to your 90s really mm-hmm. those are some great golden years right to be pooping in a bag in your wheelchair mm-hmm. right george mm-hmm. george uh, mm-hmm. george h bush so come on post traumatic satanic disorder but the god of this world has blinded people here's the other thing that you read miss capal that i thought was interesting rebellion as is, is as witchcraft mm-hmm. every story we're talking about every story we do talk about on freedom friday is about rebellious people the rebelling against the things of the Lord. That's right. The rebelling against nature. The rebelling against truth. They mm-hmm. are witches. So don't think of witchcraft just as a bunch of crazy ladies with black and purple hair wearing uh, Kabbalah red strings um, on their wrists and uh, weird occultic symbols all around in a coven. Witchcraft is everywhere. We live on a witchcraft planet. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. You notice I didn't say globe. I didn't say globe. You didn't say globe. But part of the witchcraft globe is part of that witchcraft. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But anyway, witchcraft planet. We live on a witchcraft earth, right? (laughs) The other thing that you read on those scriptures is you mentioned deceivers. Yep. See, because that's deception is witchcraft. Magic is witchcraft. Deception. Anytime you're trying to deceive somebody, they're trying to deceive you. That's not truthful. Mm-mm. God is truth. Everything else is not of God. And they all do that by uh, manipulating. Manipulation is witchcraft. Anybody manipulating you is witchcraft. We have our very first show that we did. It's a 30-minute show, still on Blog Talk, that we did seven years ago. And it's flagged as our key show because I'll never take it down. And we talk about uh, witchcraft and manipulation, our mm-hmm. very first show. So... Nothing's changed in seven years. Witchcraft is still manipulation. Manipulation is still witchcraft. So let's talk about these losers that have post-traumatic satanic disorder. Mm. That's right. They suffer from PTSD. Right? I. I. I, Miss Kapow. A transgender is a deceiver, Miss Kapow. Mm-hmm. That's right. Somebody who's born a male, somebody who's born a female. Talk about manipulating that. Yes. And they're rebell- rebellious. They're in rebellion against nature itself. And they're rebelling against the order God has set up. God created both male and female. God created both male and female. God created animals, both male and female. That's right. God caused both male and female to enter the ark in Noah's flood. God said, don't mix the seed. God said that each after their own kind would bear fruit. You you get my point? Mm -hmm. So to rebel against that is rebelling against the very nature of God. It's antichrist. Antichrist is anti-Yahweh. It's the same thing. It's anti-God. This whole world is in rebellion. It's post-traumatic satanic disorder. I kid you not. So when a transgender person or ex-human says, I'm no longer a male, I'm no longer a female because I don't feel that way and I'm transgendering, whether it's a drag queen, a transvestite, a street prostitute, somebody reading a uh, story to your children in the library or a boxer or a runway model or um, the, uh, you know, former first uh, lady of of the United States. It doesn't matter. Mm -mm. They're deceivers 
and they're trying to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. They're trying to manipulate you into thinking that that's normal now, mm-hmm. that they have a story, that they um, have- That uh, what they're doing is fact. Yeah, that it's fact, that they have a right to exist like that, that, that they were born that way, their children are born that way. They're rebellious, they're deceivers, they're manipulative, it's witchcraft, it's of Satan. They suffer from post-traumatic satanic disorder. USA Today carries a story that says, first transgender male boxer wins a professional debut. Now, Miss Kapow did her best to find out about this gal's opponent who uh, lost to this transgender. And you can't find anything about this guy, can you? Well, no, when I type his name, which is uh, Hugo Aguilar, Mm -hmm. you get the stories from the fight between him and this transgender person. So it's like Hugo Aguilar never even had a a career before this, did he? Yeah. Mm -mm. He just didn't exist before this. He was Mm -mm. a nobody. Mm -mm. So this is who they pit up against this female who thinks he's a man. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't even exist. No one knows who Hugo Aguilar is. This is who lost. So anyway, uh, the story opens up really stupid. It says the two scars between his chest. Remember, this is a female. This is what they call a trans man. Two scars between his chest and abdomen remain visible. But Patricio Manuel insisted on no special treatment before or during Saturday's fight. He, remember it's a she, made that abundantly clear at the meeting even requested that ringside commentators do not mention it. But of course, they did mention it because that's what this is all about. It's an enormous story. He's the first trans man, a female, that uh, transitioned to look like a man, did its first professional boxing debut at Fantasy Springs Resort in Cuckoo, California. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Yeah, and it was a unanimous decision victory over journeyman Hugo Aguilar, which Miss Capel could not find one single story about Hugo Aguilar outside of this particular fight. Mm-hmm. So we wonder who this guy is. <laughs> Where did they pick up Hugo? Well, was he part of the caravan trying to climb the wall? Is that is that where they got Hugo from? Mm. Is he even yeah, who is this guy? So anyway, um, it's a big thing. They're making a big deal about it. Now, this uh, trans man thing is 33 years old. That's in the story. Interesting, isn't yeah, it? Interesting number. 33, 33. And of course, uh, he, see, he, she says, it's a high right now. I'm just really happy. This is the definition of true happiness in this moment. Mm-hmm. Really? And guess who brought the uh, the fight about? Golden Boy product mm-hmm. promotions. Golden Boy. Uh, anyway, they, um, they found this gal and she, uh, used to be an Olympic boxer. Yep. Yep. In 2012. Yep. Olympic boxer. And then got, uh, injury. Yeah. yeah, Five time national amateur champion and competed as a woman in 2012 Olympic trials. Never quite made it to the Olympics, but yeah. Cause he had a shoulder injury. Yes. Shoulder injury, then uh, transitioned into a man, wanted to fight as a man, and here we have it. Uh, Had difficulty finding a trainer because no one would train him, then this person took him, and then this 
promoter gave him a chance and they went to the California Commission and the California Commission licensed this thing. And hey, there's the story. And now you have uh, the first trans man competing professionally as a boxer. Mm-hmm. And it's big because they are constantly in rebellion. The people promoting or these things that are promoting this agenda, they're deceiving you and manipulating. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is there's a picture of uh, Patricio Manuel. Yeah. Uh, fighting in the ring, but on his, uh, on her stomach, it says partners in crime. Really? Ta- yeah. It's tattooed on her. Yeah. I, I will tell you the, the pictures of this thing, uh, you, you, I'm reading the story that it was a female that transferred to the man, to the man but you, you can't tell. Mm-mm. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, this is uh, one, no. ugly, one ugly dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you cannot, you cannot tell at all. It's really hard with the F to M. Um, and even the experts out there uh, have a really hard time with the F to M. You know, the uh, male to females uh, quite a bit easier to spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a huge story. This is um, this is just part of this this story that's going on. It There's a mixed martial artist that's a dude who transitioned transitioned into a female felon fox. So it's a man beating up on um, women in the mixed martial artist. And then there's a Thai boxer, Barina Chapalofo. And um, that's a dude who transed as a female and is now fighting females in Thai boxing. Mm-hmm. This happens to be a female transitioning to a, uh, a male, allegedly. Uh, doing this, <laughs> wow. right? So, um, yeah, there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> well, huh? That's witchcraft, folks. Yep. Okay, now we're going to speak about another witch plus a transgender. This is another transgender witch. But the deception on this one goes even deeper because this particular transgender won't come out and admit that it's transgender. Mm-mm. So it's deceiving everybody that it's a woman and it's manipulative and it's in rebellion. And um, yeah, that's Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama mm-hmm. or Michael. We've all seen those YouTube videos of uh, Barack calling her Michael by yeah. mistake. Look, and I've been married to my wife, Linda, for almost 30 years now. Mm-hmm. And I never once called me Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> never once did I slep up and go, uh, "Oh, Leonard's at uh, the grocery store. She'll she'll be back." Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Linda. <laughs> never <laughs> once did I slip up. How do you call your wife that you have kids by allegedly, whose name is Michelle? How do you call her Michael? Anyway, yeah. we've seen that. We've all seen uh, what's her name, Joan uh, Joan Rivers. Yeah. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. Joan Rivers years ago said, we all know that Michelle's a tranny. We all know that. And that was right before her death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on. This this thing is is a tranny. Um, and Michelle Obama is apparently the greatest writer uh, of all time. She's just fantastic. She has fantastic ghost writers for her. Just fantastic story. Because the sales of her, uh, her, his book, Michelle Obama's book, have topped 3 million. 
Yes. And she's doing so well with this book, she's extending her book tour, lucky for us, into 2019. Mm-hmm. And it, she only became published four weeks ago, folks. I know. Now she's among the fastest selling nonfiction books in history. So they want you to believe. Exactly. You know what you know what the best nonfiction book in history is? The Bible. Mm-hmm. And now she's she's competing with that. Mm. And she's uh, already among the best selling political memoirs of all time. Four weeks into it. Yeah. And you know how popular she was as first lady. Yeah. So this <laughs> is a bunch didn't of like her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So this is a bunch of crap. Right? It's it's your typical crap, satanic world made up nonsense that, um, you know, they're trying to get you to believe is true. Yeah. You know. And when I posted this story, I, I posted that uh, scripture out of Matthew 4. Matthew 4, 8 through 9, where it says, again, the devil taketh him up, talking about Christ, into an exceedingly high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Right, folks? Because you got to mm-hmm. understand, Satan is the ruler of this world system, this cosmos. This is his place. You're born into it for 70 or 80 years. And so Satan says to Christ, all these things I will give you if you'll just fall down and worship me, if you'll just lick my hand, mm-hmm. is what the Greek is. It's like a dog licking a hand, kissing the hand. Of course, Christ tells them to go pound sand. Um, But these people get to where they're at. See, she gets to 3 million books, not because she's a great writer. She gets to this because she has bowed down and licked the hand of Satan. Mm. This thing suffers from post-traumatic satanic disorder. It's a man dressed like a woman pulling off a deception deception over uh, the American people, manipulating and in rebellion. All right. Mm-hmm. Got it? Okay. This is from the Daily Beast, and it really is appropriately named like the, the Beast from Revelation. Is it not, Miss Powell? Yep. This is San Francisco. Everybody knows San Francisco is a godly place. Amen? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. San Francisco creates world's first ever transgender cultural district. This is witchcraft. San Francisco is embracing witchcraft. You see, because they're in rebellion against nature. God created man and woman. That's right. God created male and female. Mm-hmm. God created things to reproduce after their own kind. <laughs> yep. So San Francisco's a rebellion. They're deceiving people and they're trying to manipulate their witches. Witchcraft. Uh, there's a cultural district that's being set up. This is officially set up, folks. This isn't some dream. This is real. I'm not going to bore you with the, the article, but there's this thing called Honey Mahogany, and um, it's a drag. It's a drag queen. So it's a male dressed like a female. Here's the other thing they're doing. They're they're drag queens have been around for centuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, trannies. Call them transvestites, yep. she males, he she's. They've been around forever, and then this whole transgender thing is um, a, a new something new within the last several years. But these drag queen guys, these are men who who like to dress as women. 
uh, have now <laughs> hitched their wagon. Yes. So to speak. Thank you. <laughs> They've now hitched their wagon to the whole transgender movement. To the chagrin of those who really feel that they're born in a different body. Because mm-hmm. these are men who just like dressing like women. And, and well, they're more like performers. Mm-hmm. Honey Mahogany is a performer. Yeah. They just like pretty things. They like pretty <laughs> things. Yeah. They're just, they're gay is a $2 bill and they like dressing gay and doing stupid things. Uh, years ago, before I was saved, years ago in my 30s, Miss Kapow and I, we used to uh, we used to go to Vegas a lot, um, quite a bit, you know. If we can't, we'd go see all the shows and, you know, go, uh, you know, have a good time there. And we went to a um, was it Frank? Is his name Frank Marino? Frank Marino. I think he's mm-hmm. still around. Yes, he is. He's, uh, he's it's older, a drag, but yeah, dra- he's drag, still yeah, around. older drag queen show or whatever. And it was at the Silver Slipper way back when, mm-hmm. and uh, we went to one of these drag queen shows, you know. And um, the uh, it was amazing to watch Frank Marino. Tra- he transitioned literally from male. Uh, oh, no, from a female. You saw him as this female. And at the end of the show, he, he took off all his stuff. And then he's a male. And yeah. he's greeting you at the door, shaking your hands. You're walking out and you're like, wow. wow. You know, amazing. Yeah, it, it, was. it was an amazing performance of illusion. Mm. It's magic. It's witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And they had, uh, there was one guy there and he was doing... Um, what was her name? Uh, Diana Ross. Diana Ross. And that's when Diana Ross was still a, a decent looking woman. And uh, I was, I don't know why he picked on me. I was sitting there in the front row or something looking sexy. <laughs> you were right on the end too. Yeah, right on the end. <laughs> and so he was doing his show and he came up and he sat on my lap. Uh-huh. He sat on my lap and he sang to me as Diana Ross. <laughs> yep. And uh, of course, I mean, honestly, I, I've never been, when I talk like this and stuff, I, I'm not gay phobic and I don't, no. I don't hate gay people. I don't hate tranny people. I mean, real people, I, I don't hate them as a person. You know, I feel bad that they're blinded by the God of this world, but I don't, I don't have hate for no. them. Uh-uh. And um, I don't wish them ill will. I, I wish that they would find salvation is what I wish and wouldn't be part of the thing. But anyway, so I've never been like that, you know. Um, but anyway, this guy came and sat on my lap and ha ha, you know, but it was the weirdest thing. Cause I knew it was a dude, but it looked like Diana Ross sitting on my yeah, lap. Especially cause up close you could tell. Yes. He had the makeup real thick and it was like, I just remember his skin, you know, it's like, uh, 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 of, like pimples, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Acne, you know, yeah. from all the makeup mm-hmm. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let me go on record. You know, brother Kapow has had a tranny sit on his lap. And sing to him. And sing to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, my wife, as Miss Kapow sat next to me and watched. Yeah. So there you have it. And there goes the end of my ministry. And he, and he held my hand so tight that <laughs> blood circulation stopped. <laughs> it's a little unnerving. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was funny. Back then. I wouldn't go to a tranny show now. Uh, in fact, you know, this whole world's a tranny show now. Anyway, Honey Mahogany is one of these uh, performers. And uh, basically, it's a he. And it's an activist. And they've bought. They'll, they'll check out. Check how they try to change history. Mm. Uh She's going. She's she strolling around San Francisco, pointing to, to to different dance performance spaces, uh, gay bars, and all this stuff. 
and it says she passed by the Golden Gate Theater where a Bronx Tale was playing and um, came to a former all-night diner called Jean's Compton Cafeteria, right? Mm. Which is now transitional housing. Um, and here's what their story, and I just don't think this is true. It says in August 1966, a trans woman... There was no such thing as a trans woman in 1966. Mm-mm. Really, there were no. only there were no, there, there wasn't there were drag queens in 1966, and there were transvestites. They were men who dressed like women, um, and most of them were prostitutes, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so there was no such thing as a trans woman, but they're changing. They see they're lying. They're yeah. it's manipulative. Mm-hmm. And this story says, or this person says, Honey Mahogany says that in August '66. A trans woman threw a cup of coffee at a police officer trying to arrest her, which turned into a riot with trans people fighting back against police harassment, flipping over tables and throwing cutlery. This is just BS. Yeah, no, that's not true. This, what they're trying to do is make a uh, Rosa Parks story Mm -hmm. out of this. This is Rosa Parks who refused to give up her seat in the back of a bus. This is, um, you know, this is... Uh, uh, any black person fighting against the cops and starting the the Watts riots or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, some white cop arresting somebody in Watts. And so what they're trying to make is these trans people were abused by the police and there was a riot. And that just, it's simply, have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. No, I've never heard of the Compton, um, Compton cafeteria riot. No, <laughs> it just didn't happen. Anyway, so no, plus back then you, that was such a taboo thing, and there were very, very small amount of people that transgendered, but it was very, very quiet because they got beat up. Yeah, and I'm, I'm telling you what, in '66, if you were a, a, a he/she transvestite drag queen that threw a cup of coffee on a cop oh. in San Francisco, there would be no story because you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. They would have hung you off the Golden Gate Bridge in '66. There was no cop in, on the day that was would put up with that no. and allow a riot to yeah. happen. It just not going to happen. Yeah, police work isn't like that yeah. anymore. No, it was totally different. This was way this was before the Watts riots. Everything it just that wasn't going to happen. But anyway, so that's a lie, and you can see the manipulation and the witchcraft mm-hmm. in it. Mahogany, uh, like I said, it was a performer and um, was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Go figure. Yeah. Well, now he, she is the Compton's district manager. And the district's purpose is to stop. Now, check this out, folks. It's to stop the displacement of trans people from a place they have been welcomed in historically and to teach people about trans history. (laughs) So those of you are planning a trip to San Francisco, take a little advice. Don't, or else you're going to have, um, you're going to have uh, one of these come and sit on your lap, mm-hmm. sing to you. And remember, there's a lot of poop places here in San Francisco too. They poop on the sidewalk there. Yeah, yeah, they poop on the sidewalk. And then this story is really good because they got they got to throw anti-Trump stuff in there. Oh, of course, because yeah. he, yeah, they make him look like a hater. Yeah, yeah. All um, things in fact, that are non-white. <laughs> yeah. And they mentioned Obama as the first president to ever use the word transgender. Yeah. So he's he's a good guy to them. Um, here's here's the other deal. deal. Um, Mahogany likes bars, these gay bars. And she's part of a collective or he's part of a collective that bought 
a historic gay bar there in San Francisco. It's called The Stud. The Stud. It was in danger of closing. It's important in the face of this attempt of erasure because they're, they're attempting to erase the history of the gayness in San Francisco mm-hmm. to tell stories about history. And he, she thinks that bars are kind of a community hub of what can happen. So here's what, here's what he says. He says, many of our traditions or gay traditions are passed down through queer bars <laughs> because those are, those are places where our elders interact with younger generations. Really? You, you see yeah. what they're doing here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says drag is often seen as a way of storytelling and passing on stories of previous generations. Really? You get drunk in a drag queen bar and you and, and you're it's it's like a, a like you're in a teepee mm-hmm. uh, passing on the peace pipe uh, with your elders and uh, learn about past generations that you're passing culture. Really, yeah. mm-hmm. is that it? Anyway, they've um, they bought a bunch of stuff. Now this this would chap my this would chap my butt if I lived um, in the county of San Francisco there, but uh, they. Uh, they stopped, they pushed to stop a development of a 12-story project in this gay area. And they reached an agreement where this developer paid them $300,000 to establish the district. Yeah. It will include a community center. And uh, it's going to be at a site of a former gay bathhouse. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Now, check this out. If you're a taxpayer there, in November, San Francisco passed a pro- proposition for a percentage of an existing hotel tax to go to arts. Well, three million of that, three million dollars of that, specifically for cultural districts, which this falls under. Mm-hmm. They got three million if you're tax paying money if you live there. Um, now here's a good number for you. There's an eleven member board of supervisors. And Not- they unanimously supported funding the city's cultural districts. Yeah. 11 members, not 10, not 12, uh-huh. 11, okay? And they, yeah, they unanimously supported it. Yes, let's do it. And the district includes the Cali 24, which is the Latino Cultural District, and the LGBTQ Leather Cultural District in Soma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this particular trans district received $215,000 from the city. Wow. That's taxpayers' money. Yes. By the way. So anyway, it goes on and it gets more and more sickening. It's witchcraft. It's manipulation. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. Everything. San Francisco is a well. It's become a cage of every unclean and demonic bird. bird. Yes, it's become the cage of every unclean demonic bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was telling Ms. Cabal the other day, it's like, you know, I'm waiting for the Lord to return in judgment. He's not coming back to be nice. He's going to come back and he's going to judge the world. And he's going to come back with 10,000s upon 10,000s of his angels. This is a fact. Mm-hmm. This is a fact. This is prophecy. It's going to happen. All God's prophecies have come to happen. There's no reason to believe this one isn't. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's coming back with 10,000s ten, ten and 10,000s of his angels for judgment. And he is going to come back. I don't know when, but he's coming back and we're getting close to that time. Mm-hmm. And all of us know we're getting close to time. Honestly, we all know this, don't we? Mm-hmm. We all feel it. You can feel it. It's really, really close. And I was telling Miss Cabal today, it's like, 
um, I'm in a safe house. I feel like I, I'm in a safe house. In fact, I, I named the house I'm in safe house um, with my uh, camera system. It's called safe house because I feel that's where I'm at. I'm in a safe house. And what I'm doing is I'm just kind of blending into the neighborhood and blending in so that I don't attract too much attention. But what I'm waiting for is I'm waiting for the court date. And that court date, the judge is going to come and he's, he's going to say, okay, this is the date, court's in session. And then I'm going to be called into court and then I'm going to be judged uh, with all these other people. And, um, and then we're going to go from there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then also what I see as a witness, I'm going to, uh, hey, you know, I witnessed this stuff through my eyes. I'm waiting for the court date. Mm-hmm. And I'm living in a safe house now. And when that when the judge comes, he's gonna uh, he's, he's gonna select a court date. And once that once that happens, uh, then it's over because the judgment's gonna happen. Those those people who are wicked and who decided to go against uh, the judge, the king, will be punished mm-hmm. and removed. That's right. And I chose eternal life as weird and hard as it is living in a satanic world around post-traumatic satanic disorder. All right. Yep. Wait, I'm just waiting for a court date, folks. I'm in a safe house. Uh, witness protection program. Mm-hmm. Okay. I should take a break. All right. Take and then we'll, 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 we'll come back. Okay. How many of you remember the story contained in the book of Acts chapter 19 where there were seven sons of Sceva and they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw the apostle Paul doing great miracles through God. So they tried to do the same thing. So they go to this guy who's demon possessed and they say, we adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Yeah, and guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, hey, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him, beat the heck out of him, subdued him, overpowered him, and they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow, guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to Amazon.com and buy demons in my marriage bed a true story of spiritual warfare the book is not about you being married or single the book is about dealing with demonic forces and you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you the book is a training manual and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this book. So do yourself a favor. Go to Amazon.com. Get yourself a copy of Demons in My Marriage Bed. Do it ASAP. It's really, really dark, dark times. Well, that was quick. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, no. Let's see, Ms. Kapow. Here's some deception in witchcraft and some manipulative, rebellious nonsense. You know, they keep telling you the uh, the robots are going to uh, take over. Take over. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody's afraid of the robots. Elon Musk is afraid of the robots. Jeez. Uh, you know, everything you hear on the news, the media is a lie. Do you know that? Yes, I do. Yeah. I so mean, even, I believe that. <laughs> even if it's something you, you latch on to, go, look what they're doing now. Look what they're doing now. You know, now they're trying to get into space. Now they're trying to go back to the moon. It's, you know, everything's a lie. Uh, and there's a purpose they're lying to you. Everything is a lie. The White House is a big lie. My gosh. What, it's what a, a reality show. Yeah. What a bunch of drama queens well. that's all about. Everything's a lie. So here, here's another lie that they got caught in. Um, this whole IA thing and robots taking over, you know, human jobs and, you know, all this stuff. You know, in fact, I was just telling Ms. Kapow, I read uh, locally here in Las Vegas that a window washer... Uh, washing the windows of Trump Tower fell to his death. That's tragic. That's sad. Um, I, I think it only made the news because it was Trump Tower, but or you know one of the Trump casinos here, or whatever. But he uh, he died, and I'm thinking to myself, what kind of job, you know, is that where you're you're thousands of feet up in the air washing windows, right? Mm-hmm. And and we have all this stuff automated. We have robots that do all this stuff that washes your car, does this stuff. And you can't, we don't have the technology to, to wash those windows with a bot. Nope. A human still has to do it. Okay. So you kind of know it's all, it's just all BS. So this is, um, this is a Russian robot named Boris was hailed as high tech on state TV. The robot was on state TV, okay? Russian mm. state TV. And guess what? People started analyzing what he was doing, and they found out Uh-oh. the robot was nothing more than a man in a suit Uh-oh. pretending to be a robot. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. So there was a robot named Boris. He was hailed in Russia as the latest in cutting-edge technology. He's been unmasked as a man in a suit. This goes right with our transgender stories, folks. They've been unmasked as men and women in a suit. Mm-hmm. They're in flesh suits. Yep. They suffer post-traumatic satanic disorder. Well, this android known as Boris had been lauded on the state-owned broadcaster Russia 24 Mm-mm-mm-mm. as a technological breakthrough with the ability to walk, talk, and dance. Ooh. Dance, Miss Kapow. That become my kind of robot. That's right. But photos revealed there had been a person inside all along. So, the people, you know, there's a lot of people out there who like to analyze this stuff, and they're not stupid. We call them conspiracy theorists. Um, it has proven more and more that those conspiracy theorists have been right all along. Yep. So uh, this revelation came about after a number of unconvinced Russian journalists began to question the robots. Authenticity, mm-hmm. and they had questions about the android's lack of external sensors. Like, what's going on here? Uh, how it was made so quickly, and why the robot had made so many unnecessary movements mm-hmm. when showing off its dancing skills. Unnecessary movements. Hmm. They also noticed that a person would have fitted inside the robot perfectly. <laughs> so it all started to fall apart when a photograph was posted on social media in which a person's neck is clearly visible in a gap in the suit. Yeah, and you can see it on that picture. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. And then they discovered that Boris was, in fact, 
uh, a humanoid. Yeah, in a robot costume. They call it the Alosha the Robot, made by a company called Show Robots. Apparently, this company on its website says an almost complete illusion. Uh, witchcraft? Yeah. An illusion? Manipulative? Deceiving? Witchcraft? Yeah. It's magic. Yeah, on the website of the company behind the robots described as being able to create an almost complete illusion that you that you have a real robot. According to reports, a photograph published uh, by some media agency there, <laughs> founded by uh, Vladimir Putin's opponent, appeared to show an actor wearing the suit ahead of the annual technology forum there where Boris was displayed. Uh, now, these people insisted that the events organization Organizers did not try to pass off the robot as real, despite oh, for it. The love I of know, pizza. despite it being described as real on state television. So, what this is planned this way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> what a backpedaling bunch of lying witches, huh? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, George, we didn't know that. Then the state TV never even. I mean, you really didn't investigate this to know that there's a guy in a suit. No. They tried to fool the people. Absolutely witchcraft. Uh, so, annoying. Um, so annoying. It says footage of the robot reportedly disappeared briefly from Russia 24's YouTube channel. Hmm. Huh. I wonder why. But then it came back on again, probably because they knew they couldn't uh, they didn't do it. On a side note, did you know that Google's driverless cars uh, are being tested in Arizona since 2017? And they've been attacked by people who don't like the cars. Mm. Yeah. They've Arizona residents have waved guns. They've slashed the tires of driverless cars. Mm. Uh, they hate them. They absolutely hate them. Uh, the police chief in Chandler, Arizona have, re, have um, records of at least 21 incidents of people harassing the cars and the human test drivers within a two years no that this company called Waymo the driverless car division of Google's parent company, Alphabet, has been testing in the state. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Waymo's driverless vans were forced off the road six times by one single Jeep. <laughs> well, another vehicle had its tire slash while stopped in traffic. People, real humans, hate this crap. Yeah. Well, they're mad as hell, and they're not taking it anymore. Yeah, right. Arizona just seems like a weird place to test this crap. Why didn't they test it in New York or Cuckoo Fornia? Yeah. Where people are cuckoo. Yeah. You know? More accepting of these yeah. stupid things. Arizona, yeah. I would, I don't know. They'd make, well, we saw one of those self driving cars run into that poor woman crossing the road on a bike. Remember yep. that? It's mm-hmm. Those sensors didn't work and they, it killed her. Yep. I don't know. Freaking robots driving near me. Mm-mm. I want Boris, the dancing humanoid robot. There you go. Oh, okay, folks. Deception, witchcraft, Deception. manipulation. We have one more story. Yeah, this. Um, I don't like this one though. No, nah, me neither. We won't go too much detail. But this used to be. Well, someone talked about MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. Remember that? You go mm-hmm. on YouTube and they talk about MK Ultra and mind control. Then you have some guy going, well, we have, you know, you know, the FBI and the CIA put LSD in people's drinks, you know, in San Francisco and blah, you know, right? And they go, oh, those are conspira- conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. Those people are kooky. Those people listen to the Kapow radio show. They all listen yeah. to each other and they wear tinfoil hats. Mm-hmm. They're kooky. 
Well, guess what? Hmm. The conspiracy theory people are have been right all along. Mm-hmm. The CIA marked the 65th anniversary of the launch of Project MK Ultra. That's a fact, folks. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's no longer just YouTube conspiracy theory. nuts. Theory. It's no longer theory. No longer theory. It's fact. The public is finally getting a more broad and detailed look at just how far those attempting uh, these gruesome experiments were willing to go in order to gain control of our thoughts. And these are documents that were provided under the Freedom of Information Act. The Black Vault founder, John Greenwald, got them, according to a report by Newsweek. Mm. That's right. The Black Vault specializes in declassified government records. Yep. One declassified letter, a redacted individual writes to a doctor. Of course, his name has been redacted, too. With advice about launching a laboratory for experiments in animal mind control. Mm. The writer of the letter is already an expert in the field whose earlier work had culminated with the creation of six robot, I'm sorry, six remote controlled dogs. So sad. Which could be made to run, turn, and stop. Now that just pisses me off. Mm Mm-hmm. Animals cannot, you know, if, if a human wants to be a transgender and they want to, you know, a human wants to be a, a, a gangster rapper or a human wants to be Taylor Swift and they want to sell their soul to Satan to get there, that's their free will. Mm-hmm. I can't do nothing about their free will. They're exercising who they're going to serve. But a dog doesn't have any choice. No. And that pisses me off. Yeah. Any animal. Because they do experiments in all kinds. of They them. do. And little children don't have a choice. Mm-mm. Those are really animals and little children are like the only two victims. I used to think elderly were victims, but man, I know a lot of elderly people that eh, they're not right either. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them. I know that's mean, but eh, a lot of kooky, kooky ones out there. So anyway, um, it says, uh, this letter says, as you know, I spent about three years working in the research area rewarding electrical stimulation of the brain. In the laboratory, we performed a number of experiments with rats. In the open field, we employed dogs of several breeds. So anyway, this article goes on, and there's even a drawing of how they they put an electrode in this dog's head, and and, and know, they had a surgical wound that wouldn't heal. And it's there's a lot of detail. It's just just sickening. The takeaway of the story is the CIA. Our American government, our central intelligence agency, has been experimenting with mind control for years. Mm -hmm. And they've experimented with animals like dogs, controlling their ability to run, jump, or do whatever they want. And if you don't think they're doing it to humans, then, well, I don't know what to tell you. You might be suffering from post-traumatic satanic disorder. Because it's no longer a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are waiting for our court date. And when we get our court date, we're going to court. We're going to go to a courtroom, folks, not a living room. We're going to get out of the living room and we're going to go to a courtroom where there's some respect. And there's going to be a judge and then the judge, it's, he's a righteous judge. Mm-hmm. And a judge is going to and judge. that's what makes all the difference. That's right. Because he can't be bought and paid for. 
He can't be compromised. There's no uh, secret videos of this judge doing stuff. Um, and there's no lobbyist. Mm-mm. In fact, this judge isn't appointed, folks. He's not appointed by anybody. He's the one who created the physical uh, flat earth that we live on under this beautiful firmament. Mm-hmm. And it's that fallen angel who rebelled that now created the cosmos that we're in and the social order. That's his thing. That's right. And so that's what's going to be judged. And all those that fall for that nonsense in their post-traumatic satanic disorder, they're not going to be sent to a uh, mental hospital where they're going to get treatment. They're going to be sent to a burning lake of fire that was never prepared for the human. Mm -hmm. It was only prepared for Satan, that lying angel and his fallen angels. That's what it was prepared for. But God gave man free will. And if they don't exercise it in the proper way, there's not a darn thing we can do about it. And that is my message for tonight. All righty. Good night, Miss Powell. Good night. Ciao, baby. Attention on me. I whispered in your ears. I use love, I use fear. All just to get you.